Moment of a Change podcast welcomes you. My name is Moro, and I will take you on a journey of self-exploration. In each episode, we come to share personal stories of transformation, those moments in life that changed us forever. Whether it's overcoming hardship, finding love, discovering a new passion, or making a difficult decision, these stories will inspire and captivate you. Today we have Christina with us to share her story. A moment of change happened in my life when I saw Carl Cox DJ at the Paramount Theater in Seattle. So the year is 2000, and I had been playing records for a year, being a DJ, learning how to be a DJ. And I would do this thing when I was performing, as I did in every aspect of my life, where when I made a mistake, I would just kind of shrink behind the deck. So for those who are unfamiliar with DJing, there's something that you do, you have to do in order to mix one song into the next, which is called beat matching. So in those days, before uh, the automatic sync existed, um, you had to manually change the speed of what the song was playing at in order to match the speed of the previous song. And then you would bring you bring the volume up so you're playing the two simultaneously, but it sounds like there's only one song playing. And if you match the key that the songs are in and the tunes, and by using the EQ, you can magically kind of mix one song into the next without anybody hearing any transition. So the idea is to have no transition heard whatsoever, so you can't detect it. Obviously, this is a skill that requires quite a bit of practice, and uh, when it's not done correctly, you really notice. And when the beats are off, we call that a train wreck. So whenever I would train wreck, <laughs> which didn't happen often, but did happen as a new DJ, um, I would just kind of shrink behind. It was it was obvious that I had made a mistake. I was ashamed. I felt bad. And yeah, people would notice that and they would kind of feel that energy. And there was obviously, you know, everybody on the dance floor when a DJ makes a mistake like that kind of goes, and people stop dancing a little bit. And, you know, there's, there's this thing that happens to the energy and it, it takes a while to recover from it. You do eventually recover and, you know, you get the energy back to where it was, but, um, in the moment, it feels like eternity, and you might lose some people, you might lose some dancers. So that kind of thing, that kind of reaction that I had kind of permeated all of the aspects of my life. If you make a mistake, if you have a failure, especially if it's a very public one, what do we do? We shrink back into this shame, and we kind of visibly make people see that we know that we made a mistake and we feel bad about the mistake. And that's kind of the subconscious way of apologizing, right? So people see that we understand what we've done. They'll forgive us or they'll let it go. Um, this sort of subconscious behavior. Well... I saw Carl Cox, who was this massively famous DJ. I don't know how much he's getting paid to play a show now, but it's got to be tens of thousands of dollars. 
one of the most famous DJs in techno in the world, period. I was really excited to go see him play. And um, I went with some friends and I got in general admission. I was really excited about that. Got in to go dance the theater. They had put all the seats down and and he was playing this amazing set. And somewhere in the middle towards the end of the set, he train wrecks. He doesn't just chain wreck. It's not just a little slip. He train wrecks so bad that he stops both of the records. And when he does that, the theater just falls silent. Everybody is so shocked. Carl Cox not only train wrecked, but train wrecked so bad that he stopped the music entirely. And I'll never forget this. The theater silent, everybody looking up, everybody feeling really uncomfortable, not knowing what to do. And Carl Cox cheers. <laughs> he throws both of his hands up over his head and starts, woo! And the crowd goes nuts. Everybody starts cheering with him. We're cheering and we're clapping and we're hollering and we're praising this moment. And it completely changed the energy of the room. Everybody became excited and everybody's faces lit up. And it was one of the greatest moments of his set. And then once everybody calmed down, he calmly hit play on the record. <laughs> he hit play on the record. And then the set went on and he continued to mix flawlessly for the rest of the set. That moment completely changed my life. As a DJ, I learned what it's like to make a mistake as a professional. You don't have to shrink behind the decks and apologize for when you make a mistake. If Carl Cox can make a mistake like this, of course I'm going to make mistakes like that. It's not something that you have to be ashamed of. If you own it, you can change the outcome of the mistake. It's just something that happens. You own it. You cheer it. <laughs> and the people will follow your lead. It's like when a child falls down. So if you're a mother or a father, you may know this, you may not, but something I learned early on by watching some of my excellent parents or my excellent uh, friends, my friends that are excellent parents is that when a child falls, they'll look up to you to see what your reaction is. If you freak out and cry and go and coddle them, they'll learn that falling and making a mistake or falling and getting hurt is something that you need to be upset over. Something that warrants concern and tears. But when they fall, if you look to them and laugh, <laughs> say, oh man, what'd you do? Oh my God, ah, how crazy is that? Ah. And play and become playful about it. Then the child will laugh. They'll follow your lead. They'll laugh and they'll brush it off like it's no big deal. Um, I've seen this time and time again, and it's kind of amazing how they really do get conditioned just from watching your response. So as a performer, the same is true. If you make a mistake, 
and you laugh, the audience laughs with you. Versus if you make a mistake and you cry, the audience might be laughing at you. So in that moment, I realized that they can't be laughing at you if you are also laughing. If you are also laughing, they're only laughing with you. As a human, that can be applied to the rest of your life. Failure is going to happen. Failure is not an issue. It's not something that you need to be ashamed of. It's something that you should be reveling in. (laughs) It's part and parcel of the process. To go one step further, a mistake isn't failure. You only fail if you stop. If you're trying to do something, you only fail if you give up. Giving up is failure. If you're not stopping, if you're not giving up, if you're not giving in, you haven't actually failed. You've just found something that didn't work. We often equate mistakes with failure. But if you look at this example, this mistake he made didn't cause a failure of a performance. It actually defined the performance. It created this memorable moment that left an impression on people, a very positive one. I don't think I would have remembered this performance at all. I remember nothing else of the set. It was so long ago, I remember seeing Carl Cox. But this was a defining moment. It was a defining moment for me, personally. And I would I would be really surprised if it wasn't a defining moment for a lot of other people. Personally speaking, without this moment, it wouldn't have made the impression on me that it did. It wouldn't have defined my life the way that it did. So in a way, at least for me, that mistake was a miracle. Now, obviously, most mistakes in life aren't going to be miracles. But miracle is in how you choose to move forward with those mistakes. Do you revel in them and take joy from them and laugh them off? Or do you cower behind them? It's kind of an amazing thing, right? How perspective can completely change what a moment means. So getting back to the DJing, (laughs) I started applying this in my own sets. I applied it immediately. Anytime I made a mistake, I would just kind of cheer and be like, yeah, that was me. And throw my hands up and be like, ah. And there was a noticeable difference from the crowd, each and every time. I never once had a crowd shy away from me. The recovery time it took to get a crowd back after making a mistake became zero. (laughs) No recovery, immediate forgiveness, didn't lose any dancers, the show went on. It was miraculous how different that simple change of reaction made the entire situation like night and day no comparison whatsoever and uh, it really changed the interaction that I had with the people I was performing for it changed the way that I viewed the crowd it changed the way that I viewed myself and it fundamentally changed the energy that happened when I when I was playing it's a very powerful thing perspective 
the way you view things fundamentally changes how you move, how you manifest, and how you create within them, what you become within them. Personal perspective is a very powerful and poignant thing. Thank you, Christina. And thank you, everyone, for listening to us. We would love to hear your feedback, question, or suggestion. You will find a direct connection with our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, keep growing with us.